I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. And a good Saturday morning and welcome to our 4th of July weekend show. By the way, if you are happen, just happen to be heading out to the fishing hole right now, be sure you have a current license, your fishing license, basic and or salt water if you need it. And if you're going offshore, that ROLP, because all Louisiana licenses expired Tuesday. If you need to get it in an emergency, go to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website. You can do it all right there online. Also on this 4th of July weekend, be advised... Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement, as also will be Alabama's Enforcement Division, they'll be out operating under what is known as Operation Dry Water, focusing on DUIs. And uh, I tell you, that's a serious offense. Uh, boating on the water, driving, they're almost the same thing. In fact, in Louisiana, the, the penalty is exactly the same for a DWI on the water as it is on the road. Uh, anyone that is cited for DWI on the water can lose their driver's license and boating privileges for a specified time that a judge might order. Also, each offense of operating a vehicle, a vessel while intoxicated, does count toward the total number of DUI crimes, That they, whether they happen on the water or on the road, they count the same. Uh, in Louisiana, if you're operating a moving vessel or a vehicle while impaired, first offense, $300 to $1,000 fine, up to six months in jail, and you don't want to know what second and third DWI spring. So, Again, uh, alcohol and water, they don't mix at the same time, so save your drinking for when you get back, or use a designated driver, same as driving a car. All right, we've got a lot to talk about this morning. Our Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission will be meeting this Thursday in Baton Rouge, some very important issues to be discussed. I'll run those down for you and tell you how you can participate in that meeting uh, and still remain socially distant. Uh, how much longer will this Louisiana red snapper season continue? Well, we'll tell you where we stand. Alabama already blown its wad. The only charter boats now can catch snapper in Alabama waters. We are about halfway there in Louisiana. I'll give you the numbers in just a little bit. Also, it's free fishing weekend in Mississippi waters. Instead of doing it during National Fishing Week, they chose the 4th of July weekend. I guess a lot of people are out and maybe take more advantage of it. Also, we have yet another trial date set in Lafayette for a former He's an alumnus, bad boy of the outdoors, the accused killer of two endangered whooping cranes. I'll tell you where and when, and according to my sources, what he intends to plead guilty to after having declared he was innocent for over two years now. That case finally coming to a close. We also have a new bad boy story this week, the case of the oyster bootleggers. We'll give you that one. And we'll also update the CCA Star Tournament standings. And as always, we invite your text messages one question I want to throw out there for you to answer this morning. I have got the results of a, a test or a survey that was done by North Carolina State University that talked to former poachers, some of the ex-bad boys, and they asked them, gave them six choices. Which would be the biggest deterrent to you breaking outdoor laws, hunting and fishing laws? And the choices are that your friends would find out, 
Number two, that your family would find out about it. Number three, that game wardens might be hidden. Number four, there's fines and jail time involved. Number five, you could lose your licenses. And number six, if there were visible game wardens in the area. Which one of those do you think they responded would be the biggest deterrent? Visible game wardens, invisible game wardens, losing your license, getting jail time and fines, your family finding out, or your friends finding out? Which one do you think they said would prevent them from committing more outdoor law-breaking? 260-1870-504 is the area code, 260-1870. That's our text line. Tell us who you are, where you are, and what you got going on this big 4th of July weekend. I'll tell you what Robbie Campos got going on. He's got a busy marina called Campos Marina in Shell Beach. And if you hook a left after the Wyklosky Bridge, it takes you right there. We'll bring you that live and direct next, right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Well, looking at your forecast, uh, it's going to be a rainy one, not all the time. We have those big pop-up showers. Some people get a lot of rain. Some will get none. 60% chance you'll get some today, 70% tomorrow. Looking at offshore winds, 5 to 10 knots, 1 to 2. That's pretty good for offshore. On the inside, west wind, 5 to 10 means smooth conditions. But look at this average tide range. 2.1 is the average tide. That's a lot of water moving for a Gulf Coast tide range. Tomorrow, 70% chance of rain. Again, the west wind continues offshore at 10 to 15. Inside will be southwest at 5 to 10. Smooth conditions. I'm not a big fan of a west wind for most of Louisiana's coastal area. Let's talk to Robbie Campo, Shell Beach, find out what went on this weekend and what's going to be going up all next week. Robbie, big 4th of July weekend. I guess you're expecting a crowd down there this morning. Well, I... <laughs> Tell you what, Don has been dead so far. Everybody must be sleeping in. Um, I, 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 usually on Fourth of July, people come out a little bit later. They're not they're not an early riser for some reason on Fourth of July. I just don't know why. But that's the way it's been for years, and I don't think today's changing anything. I guess people are just, you know, just trying to just get a few hours of sleep or whatever. They're just tired or whatever. But um, it, of course, I'm up, so <laughs> I think everybody should be up when I'm up. But nevertheless. But I tell you, um, uh, yeah, you know, uh, Don, this week here, I've seen people shift their gears this week. Uh, you know, we had a we had a southwest wind for most of the week. Um, I, I saw people shift the gears from trout fishing to red fishing and going into the uh, going to the long rocks and catching sheephead. And you know, people just uh, I don't know. It looked like they just burned out on trying to catch um, trying to catch trout or something. I, I don't. I'm not really sure what it is, but um, and they did catch a few trout at the rocks, but, uh, you know, for the majority of the people, they just stayed and they, they waited for a falling tide on the Lake Shore, Lake Bourne, and they fished from Proctor's Point coming around, you know, because the wind kind of stayed uh, south, southwest, and uh, and it wasn't bad on the eastern shoreline of Lake Bourne. And, man, they caught a lot of redfish over there. So um, I, seen, I seen the people kind of shifting gears this week trying to just to get anything to bite the hook it didn't it didn't really matter if it was bass or um you know look like they just you know it's hot down they don't want to make that long run um but i and i and i tell people all the time so look you get to a time of the year where you have to start fishing deeper and uh, look I, <clears throat> I know i sound like a broken record every saturday morning but it's the truth i mean you're gonna you, your, your bigger fish are gonna be on the bottom if you're gonna go fishing trout if you're going to go fishing L.Y. or uh, B.L.Y. or wherever you're going, if you have a depth meter, 
see what the see what the depth is and use a slide cork and fish them you know keep that dangle that bait a foot off the bottom uh that's where your bigger trout are hanging um uh even on oyster reefs over up in the marshes where you know charter uh, captains are, are working um you know they, they're doing the same thing they're passing the bait right over their face uh these fish are not going to exert too much energy the water's the water's in the 80s and it's really really hot don i know i you know, I'm taking water off the bottom with this pump to fill my buckets, and I stick my hand in it, and it feels like bath water. So, it's, you know, water's water's really, really warm. So, you know, you you gotta you gotta think like a fish, and you gotta you know, you want to be an air conditioner. He wants to be an air conditioner. His air conditioner is hugging the bottom. So, um, that's what you gotta do. You know, and uh, I say if you're going to go fishing today, keep that in mind. You know, pass that live shrimp right over his head. You got that's what you gotta do. So. And it's not impossible to catch trout, uh, but I heard a lot of complaining in the last two weeks about 11-and-a-half-inch fish. And, you know, I said, yeah, well, you got to change your fishing habits. you go, you got you to gotta start your patterns. you got to start fishing deeper. And the people that have been listening have been successful. So uh, my, my word must be getting out, you know, getting stuck <laughs> in the brain. So <laughs> so what I, keep, what I keep preaching must be going somewhere. You know, uh, like I said, like I used to always lead the horse to water, but I can't make a drink. I'll bring you to the trough. I'm telling you, <laughs> you got to go deeper, people. You have to fish deeper. So uh, today, you know, we have a little light west wind right now. It's probably about three or four miles an hour down. I don't think it's going to be bad out in, in the sound. Um, the water wasn't that dirty. Um, usually with a west wind, the water dirties up, but it hadn't been that that, that dirty. So I think. I think if you could get out there today and and take my advice, and uh, if you're going to go fish the long rocks, it doesn't make a difference where you're fishing. Fish deeper. Try fishing deeper. And if you don't have a slide cork and then using a six-foot rod or a six-and-a-half or a seven-foot rod, put your cork at the top, damn it to the top, and you put your hook down where you hook, you, you know, where you hook your hook on the bottom of your pole, and that should be sufficient. That ought to, that ought to put you in the ball game. So, uh, I know that's deep and it's hard to cast, but you got to give it a try. And it, it, it you know, it, it works. So, um, you're coming down this morning. I think we're going to be good on bait today. Uh, you know, our two boats have been working. I'm telling you, nonstop, Don. We've been we've been at it nonstop. So, uh, well, <clears throat> bait's not bad size. It's beautiful. Uh, hang a left at the bridge and come on down and see us. And, we're going to get you out, get you fishing, and tell you where to go, where we think you should go, and it's up to you to get it done. There you go. Good advice, Robbie. Fish deep. And, uh, you know, one tip, too, is, uh, you know, this happened this week to a crew that went out. They were catching the uh, trout on live shrimp, and one guy started throwing plastic. He was catching. Another one went to plastic. He was catching. So the third guy went to plastic. He was also catching, but they lost the school. Sometimes you got to just keep at least one person or two people fishing with that live bait to hold on to the school. Otherwise, they're going to move off on you, and then you got to go find them again. So, absolutely, absolutely. So, what? what and I know this is expensive to do, but I see people do it all the time. They'll take and they'll get a wiffle ball bat. You know what a wiffle ball bat is? They cut the end off of it, and they they put a few shrimp in it, and they you know and they sling it out there and uh, keep them keep them keep those fish occupied you know with some live bait so you know it's not impossible to catch them on plastics 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 works great you know um 
you know, from the days of the Mr. Champ to now to Matrix Shads, it's you know, it's a whole new, it's a whole new ball game. You know? So, I mean, you know, this this fishing game is advanced though, but you but live, they want something live in their face sometimes, and that's what you got to do. You got to keep keep uh, you know, keep them chummed up, and um, you know, and, and it works. It, it it's successful. I, t- I guarantee you that. I see a lot of people do it. Most of my charter captains do that. They take a you know, they all got a wolf ball bat, and they cut the end of it off. You know, the big fat bat, you know what I mean, the kids play with, the plastic one, and that's what yep. they use. They, they stick some shrimp in it with a little bit of water, flip it out there, and it'll flip them 30, 40 yards, you know, and that's sometimes casting distance, and that's sometimes that's all you need. So, you know, that's a good tip. Yep, absolutely. So, but again, make that left at that bridge. Avoid the long lines. Don't wait in line when you don't have to wait in line. Come down, see us at Campos, and we're going to get you fishing. Sounds good, Robbie. See you next week, buddy. Happy 4th of July to you guys. Until next Saturday. Talk to you later, Don. Bye-bye. Robbie Campo from Shell Beach at the Campos Marine. All right, we got some text messages coming in. We'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1870. And uh, those of you who have looked on my Facebook page this morning, if you haven't, take a look at that. Got a little question for you. Would you? And when you see it, you'll understand my question. That's uh, go, go to the uh, Don Dubuque Facebook page. You'll see it there. All right, we'll be right back after this. Get to your text messages. Hey, I also want to know, which one of those six scenarios do you think would discourage most outdoor offenders? Would it be visible game wardens, invisible game wardens, losing their license, facing fines or jail time, or family and friends finding out. Which do you think it is? Send me a text. We're back right after this time out on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. It's our 4th of July special show. You know, there's an old song that Yankee Doodle Dandy, born on the 4th of July. I know several people who were born on the 4th of July and celebrating birthdays today, and one of them is little Karen Ruth Chambers. So, uh, Karen Ruth, happy birthday to you and also all those other folks. All right, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting is going to be taking place this Thursday in Baton Rouge. I'm not going to tell you to go there. They're only going to allow 25 people in the room. That's going to go pretty quickly. You might make a trip there for nothing. But you can register online and follow it through a Zoom presentation. Go to the Wildlife and Fisheries website. There's a, a register for the meeting there you can click on and you can participate in the meeting in that fashion. Some pretty important items going to be discussed. One, they're going to get a presentation on the 2020 Waterfowl Huntle Survey. <clears throat> that should be very interesting because duck hunters in Louisiana are very unhappy. It's also going to be uh, the upcoming decision. Uh, now the duck seasons and goose seasons are set for five years at a time. So whatever is chosen for 2021 that will last all the way through 2025 that will be determined, and they'd love to hear from you and have your input, whether you want early season, late season, two splits, three splits, two zones, three zones, all of those variables, and the hunter input does have a lot of effect on that. It's also going to be a presentation on the wild turkey in Louisiana uh, by Cody Setatal, the turkey biologist. I can't tell you how disappointed I am in the Louisiana turkey program moving the season back out of the gobbling period, not giving hunters a choice of maybe taking fewer birds or not hunting jakes. Uh, kind of just, you know, we're going to set it for you and you live with it. No in- interaction in that. Now, i got to say on the duck part, there is. Also on the snapper and the speckled trout, we're seeing a lot of interaction with the users, but not on wild turkey. And maybe, just maybe, I'm hoping we'll hear some of that at the commission meeting. We're also going to get a report on the 2020 recreational red snapper season and i can tell you right now as of june 21st 
we were at 368,000 pounds, and that's about 47%, almost half of the annual total allocation, which is over a little over 784,000 pounds. That was caught during the first five weeks of the season. If you figure we're about half and maybe if everything remains the same, weather and participation-wise, five more weeks of it, that would put us about a closing date of August the 1st. And that will be announced when we get a little closer to it. That's just a guess. So if you haven't got a chance to get out and get you some red snappers, you might be needing to do that. But don't forget the uh, the offshore charter boat industry actually uh, operates a little bit differently. Recreationals in both state and federal water can only fish Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. It's three-day weekends for red snapper. Charter boats operate under a, a different uh, method. All right, let's uh, see. we got some text messages coming in. I've uh, been getting this for a couple of weeks. Could you please tell us what agency we need to call to hunt hogs at night with a gun and a suppressor? I will do that when we get a minute, so stay tuned for that. Uh, Justin's in Gentilly watching over his uh, wildlife management area. Oh, he was watching Bayou Wild TV. He remembers his second Navy ship, the USS Peoria, was decommissioned and sunk to become a reef. That's a badge of honor. Yeah, this week's uh, Bayou Wild TV, we visit that Rawls Reef where we uh, went with the CCA. And they actually sunk uh, a structure out there by the Rawls Reef and have created a really good snapper fishing hole. It was always good, but when they pulled the rig, the rig out, it kind of went away. Well, didn't take long, and it's come back. All right, now someone wanted to know about reports, Nine Mile and Three Mile, Northern Biloxi Marsh. I tell you, I'm going to get Mike Gallo. He fishes that area and get him to give the report rather than ask Robbie about it. Um, the backstrap. Stacker is checking in over in Orange Beach, Alabama. He's wishing the friends happy fourth from Alabama. As far as the poacher question, the only real deterrent is jail time. Well, yeah, that deters him afterwards. But uh, this would be what the, these were former violators who were asked, what would be the biggest deterrent from you committing another offense of a fishing or hunting regulation and uh maybe a little surprised at what the top answer was all right tell robbie they're coming 30 boats just made a turn at paris road judge perez yep get ready robbie the the flotilla is headed your way you were right they get a little bit of a late start all right here's one uh says take away the outdoors outdoor offenders license and give them a heavy fine hit them hard in the wallet another one says let the game wardens keep doing the same job they've always done all right, your text, 504-260-1870. We'll be back right after this timeout with more of the Outdoor Show, 4th of July style, right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, um, again, looking at uh, the CCA Star Tournament results, we had a couple of changes. Uh, this is through last Wednesday. Speckle Trout West, we had Michael Fesco took the lead. Uh, he beat out a 7.30 by George Jeffers. He's got the biggest right now at 7.59. In fact, that's the biggest spec of any of the divisions. Uh, Flounder, we've uh, got Tim Kyle in the lead at 4.46. And let's see, we had another change in the red snapper. Nice 27.31 pounder by Peter Schwartz. He rated in, he waited in at the Venice Marina. We finally got a Mai Mai Dorado or Dolphin, whatever you want to call that fish, uh, came in, and we've got Justine Swarner weighed in at Cypress Cove, a 17-pound uh, Dorado is in first place there. Uh, Rudy Hall put a fish on. It was, it was an open last time we talked about it. East Division, Fly Division for Speckle Trout, 1.74. He weighed it right in there at uh, Robbie Campos Marina down in Shell Beach. And looks like most of the other ones, uh, we had a really interesting 
development in the fly category for the West Division. Jeffrey Lynn Ferguson, uh, he weighed his fish in on June 14th, and it broke a tie by one day. He's had a 2.02, and he's in the lead for the speckled trout. Joanne Vadrine, uh, Bridgeside Marina, 5.96, still leading the ladies' speckled trout division. Uh, we also had a change in the kayak southeast division. Congratulations to Robert Burkhardt. He checked in with a 3.62. Also a change in the kayak southwest, Jacob Falk, a 1.51. He weighed his fish in at the Gulfway Marina. So we still got a lot of time to go. This will continue through Labor Day. Big sheephead came in, too. Uh, there was, uh, let's see, what was it, 8.17. Zach Boudreau uh, caught the, the sheephead. That's the leader in the eastern division. Uh, we also had a bank fishing change. Corey Bro, 4.96 speckled trout off the side of the road, waited in at Bridgeside Marina and is in first place there. And we've had a nice participation in that youth division for speckled trout and flounder where you just got to catch a legal fish, any size, and register, and the kid gets a chance to win a boat, little boat motor and trailer rig. That's all they got to do. Just sign up, register, and uh, weigh in one fish, and you're eligible to win it. All right, right after this station identification pause, I'm going to come back. And a lot of you have been asking about the uh, scenarios. What's going to happen with our speckled trout? You've heard there's probably some changes coming. When is it going to happen? What are the changes going to be? I'll run down those for you again. And also get back to our text message board. And we got a fishing report coming up for you freshwater guys and girls with Jeff Brule. All that's coming up. But right now we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to identify themselves on the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we uh, on the Facebook page, if you haven't gone there yet, my Facebook page, we got a picture. You can see it on the Bayou Wild uh, website, bayouwildtv.com. It's going to be on uh, one of the upcoming episodes. We're getting ready to start Season 5 at the end of this month, the beginning of August. And one of the features, uh, we sent uh, Captain Martha Spencer, who I haven't seen here on the radio in quite a while. She has been busy, busy fishing and doing quite well offshore with Southern Catch Outfitters. But anyway, she, we sent her and Chris Lecock, our cameraman, to uh, hook up with LSU Athletics Chef Michael Johnson, and he cooked a grilled whole alligator and left the head and the skin on there and the feet. But other than that, from the neck to the tail, he grilled an entire alligator. And I've got a picture of it on my Facebook page and also on Bayou Wild TV with the question. The caption is, would you? Would you eat it? I've got people saying, heck yes, and uh, Toby says he, he would especially like to dine on that when LSU plays Florida. You might see a lot of them right there around tailgate if we do have a college football season this year. Anyway, uh, I don't know. I, it, you know, not doesn't look very appetizing. We had one of these at the Rumble Beast Feast, but it went so fast I didn't get a chance to try it. I'm, I don't know if Martha tested or not. I haven't had a chance to talk to her. She's got a problem with texture stuff, not so much look. So I'm thinking she did get a bite of it and see what her reaction is. Anyway, our question for you on the Facebook page is, would you or would you not eat a whole grilled alligator? And some of the comments are asking, uh, was that the one they killed in Lakeview? If you didn't hear, I don't know, I got reports that it was 10 foot, didn't look to be 10. But if it wasn't, it was close to it. And uh, some of the texters want to know why did they have to kill it. Well, they, they normally send a nuisance gator trapper out. These guys, are they've got several of them across the state and they're licensed. And the way they get paid is uh, they get to keep the alligator if they kill it. Uh, if, they, if it's six foot or smaller, they catch it and they release it into another area. But this one was too big to deal with and it had to be euthanized. Of course, it doesn't go to waste. They got the hide and the meat and everything else. And 
That's what happened there on, on that one in Jefferson Parish. If you didn't, It was all over TV news yesterday. Just kind of walking along the levee right there. All right, we come back after this. Jeff Brule joins us. He's our freshwater guy. If you want to catch some sweetwater fish, sometimes he mixes it in and gets a little saltwater fishing too, but he's had a couple of really good trips. He'll tell you about it, and maybe you can use that info to make your own successful trip. It's what we do right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time to get our freshwater fishing report with Jeff Brule. And, Jeff, I guess the word uh, that if you could sum it up in one word or two words like you did, busting brim. This is the time for it, right? Oh, yeah. You got the full moon. I think Monday uh, is the full moon of July, and this is the time of year. You have a couple of months during the summer that they spawn, but this is probably the peak month, and we're just getting the weather and the rivers down and all that. So it reports are very good across the state. And, and all you need is a, uh, just a bark and earthworms, maybe a couple of split shots, a cricket, add that into your little tackle box, and just go out and look look for the bed. You search for the visible beds, uh, although some of the spawning beds might be a little deeper in some different areas around the state, around trees or laydowns. But you find a good bed, you can catch a mess of brim pretty quick. Uh, and also small spinner base jig heads and even a fly rod with a popping bug. That's just a fun way to catch them. They, I think pound for pound, they're probably one of the hardest pulling fish you can find. Yeah, and I have seen some uh, photos this week of, uh, you know, all different kinds. You know, we got a wide variety. we got goggle eyes. we got, uh, you know, the red ear sunfish, the lake runners, people call them. Uh, we also got the little pumpkin seeds and, I mean, just, uh, you know, seven or eight different species of, of brim and, uh, you know, bluegill probably being the most popular. It's a great time to get after them. Uh, you went with uh, Todd Masson down to Delacro. Uh, what did you all find down there? Delacro has been a little tough lately. Did, it, did you find it improved a little bit? Oh, yeah. It's, it was pretty good. The fish are kind of situated in some of the open lakes and points. You just have to search for them. But we had one of those 100% chance of rain days, and we got up and went down there. And about two hours before the rain ran us off, uh, uh, first stop, we didn't get a bite, but like the next two or three stops, it was just almost a nonstop action for bass. Caught a few reds, but there's mainly, mainly like weightless plastics, light, light Texas rigs and spinner baits, and you're just kind of finding the little edge of the grass beds and pulling off the, the baits off the top of them. They were on point. You had to kind of read the current with the tide coming in and figure out where, where they might be on a point. But once you found a few spots, it, and, and they wasn't big, but once you found a few spots, you catch 10, 15 in an area and then move on to the next one and just keep repeating those casts at that spot where you get a bite. A lot of times you can get a little school stirred up and uh, catch a bunch of fish at one time too. Jeff, you know, a lot of people catch uh, freshwater catfish um, just as, as bycatch, you know, they're fishing for something else, but few people uh, know how good they are to eat and how easy they are to catch. I think it's one of the most underfished species we have. How's catfishing been? It's been kind of off the charts, too. They they sp- start spawning in May, and they'll spawn again in June and July. Uh, but uh, places like False River and just even some of the local rivers around here are, are, are loaded with catfish. And you just either need a little sliding cork uh, with a night crawler or a hot dog. Or you, know, you can buy some of the commercial baits. They work pretty good. And it, it's good for the kids. You want to take them out and get them an early morning bite. But try to go early or maybe right at dark. You don't have to be out there too long because if you you know, one of those areas that have a lot of catfish, you can catch about a dozen or so fairly quickly when you find them. But look for deeper holes in the rivers, and then uh, if you're in someplace like Falls River, you just get around some of the ends of the docks where 
sometimes people throw some food out or feed some fish and they'll all be congregated in areas like that. So check that and, and get your mess and they're good. You can make soft pecan to etouffee and broil bag just any way you want to cook one. They, they're delicious. What brand of hot dogs do you recommend? Nathan, uh, Oscar Mayer, Ballpark, any specific Probably the cheapest, cheap, the cheapest ones you can get. I don't think the catfish are real particular. No, they're uh, not. Those little red ones will catch them for sure. We used to take biscuit dough and put um, catfish food in it when we had a pond. If you got know any place that got ponds, that was like one year was one of the hot, you know, those flaky biscuits where you pull off like a couple layers at a time. Yeah. Stuff yeah. it with, uh, stuff it with uh, catfish food and ball it up, put it on your hook, and throw it out there, man, they'd eat that up. Well, you started something a couple of weeks ago when you mentioned about bizarre things to catch fish with. We got all kinds of answers came in. All right, so we do have some big news happening. Rivers are finally, finally dropping. What's that going to mean? Oh, the bass fishing guys, you know, kind of got to listen up because um, probably in a few weeks you're going to have a hard decision on where to go and trying to find fish. Uh, just to give a quick rundown, the Mississippi River in New Orleans is 8.6 feet, and it's it's falling pretty fast. The Chapalaya's at 4.4, and you want that river to be under four to get the water out of the woods on the basin side. And in the Pearl River, it's not so much the like a summertime fall with just lack of rain in some of the areas. It's down to nine foot, and hopefully it's going to stay down there with some of these storms not being too concentrated and sitting on top of us. But but all that means is uh. The next month and hopefully all through the fall, Venice and Chapalot Basin is going to be very good because uh, once you get that water out of the woods, the fish are coming out to the canals and open water where anglers can reach them. And um, I just can't wait to get down to Venice. Maybe hopefully, uh, say in August, probably be when it gets down to about seven, six, seven foot, and from there it's just going to be better and better each week. Yep, and that river water does have a tendency to stay a lot cooler too, which is a, a comfort zone for the fish and. Uh, keeps them active. Jeff, anything else going on before you go? Oh, that's it. I'll have to look down some of the tournaments. you still got some tournaments kicking off on the North Shore, but you can uh, rest assured that they're going to keep going strong. And uh, Some of the guys are catching a few fish locally, but the rivers have been muddy with some of the rains we've had here and there, so you have to kind of pick your spots because sometimes it'll rain towards one area of the state and not the other and muddy up the river, but you can maybe go east or west of where you're at, and sometimes you'll find some good clean water to fish. Good stuff, Jeff. Thanks so much. Uh, We'll see you next time. Uh, Don't celebrate too hard this 4th of July weekend. Take it easy. Happy 4th. Thank you. Yes, sir. Jeff Brule, our freshwater fishing reporter. Next up, we go to Grand Isle. Check in with Darrell Carpenter, where it's been kind of hit and miss and going to be one of the busiest places this weekend for boaters and bank fishermen as well. We'll be back with his report after this time out. On the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, time for our Grand Isle Fishing Report, our Grand Isle Area Report with Daryl Carpenter, RealScreamers.com. And, Daryl, this is a busy, busy weekend for Grand Isle. Maybe you could give us some suggestions on how to deal with uh, crowds on a crowded weekend, maybe some places to fish and, uh, you know, whether they want to catch redfish, trout, or both, and at the same time, you know, maintain a, a sense of etiquette when you're out there on the waters. Well, Don, believe it or not, it has not been nearly as busy as we expected it to be, at least while it's not on the water. The the island is packed. There was a there must have been five hundred different fireworks shows went off last night and I'm sure it's gonna be more tonight. But as far as when it comes on the water, it's not nearly as crowded, at least as it wasn't yesterday as we as we were anticipating. Um now it might get a little bit worse today, but but you know, to 
you know, to follow up on, on what you just said, it's, it's been, the weather's been great. We've been able to catch speckled trout. I mean, the beaches, you've been able to access the beach. The beaches everywhere from the rocks in front of Grand Isle to the Fouchon Bar, just to Timberlear, you know, for the folks wanting to, to chance the thunderstorms. It, the fish have been just everywhere. Uh, and, and, you know, there's plenty of room for everybody to share them and enjoy them. But the biggest thing, I guess, that gets me, and, you know, you fished with me several times, I always shut down several hundred yards before I get where I'm going, and I go in by trolling motor. And it just amazes me the number of people that have a $2,000 trolling motor hanging on the front of the boat, but yet they'll come rumbling up on the big engine right in the middle of everybody and then, then decide to either lower the trolling motor or, or drop the anchor. So just go slow. You know, if if somebody if, – if, if you pull up on somebody, if you're within casting distance, unless they called you in to share the school of fish, then you're a little bit too close. Other than that, everybody, just the way it's been going, Don, you, you see somebody slaughtering a fish, just give them a few minutes. They're going to be limited out and gone. You can go in there and take the spot. I mean, because the, the fishing on the, when you get on the beach, the fishing on the beach has been that good. What do you think chances are with a, a west wind? What does that do down the Grand Isle? That's pretty much what we. Oh, we've got this. no. It's been it's been gorgeous the last two or three days. That the wind's got just enough north into it. It's just north of west, which has been leaving the you know our problem has been the storms because this wind right here is, is cooperating great, and it's you know leaving the beach to where it's totally fishable. I mean that beach is one foot or less. So everything's been great out there. It's been chopping the back up. Now, yesterday we had that, that line of storms come through. It chopped the back up real bad, made everything real, real muddy. Uh, looks like it cleaned up this great this morning So with that incoming tide. So now the wind hasn't been an issue whatsoever. Just watch the skies because those thunderstorms have been really mean. Darrell, I, I got a listener wanting to know about close snapper rigs uh, from Grand Isle. Now, you know, in Venice, you don't have to go very far to get into deep water and you find some snapper. How far do you have to run off of Grand Isle to, to get into some snapper action? Well, Don, typically typically this time of the year, the water's a little bit warmer, but, you know, our Gulf water has been running, what, in the upper 80s? We haven't touched the 90s yet. And typically when that water gets warmer, those snapper do go deeper. Any any keeper-sized snapper are going to go deeper. But I don't believe it's been a problem this year. You could probably end up 10, 8, 10 miles out somewhere somewhere in that Grand Isle 40 block. You should be able to hunt around from, you know, rig to rig and find a good mess of keeper snapper. Now, if you want the big, if you want the big 18, 20-pounders, then, you know, you need to get on the edge of the canyon, which for us is about 38 miles. Yeah, well, I'm talking, you know, for the small boaters. And then you get to catch a mix of the mangroves, too, when you get out to those blocks. Oh, yeah, mangroves, lemonfish, cobia. Yeah, the uh, the Spanish mackerel have been plenty. You know, I've had a surprising number of people this year that Spanish mackerel come over the side, you know, and sometimes we get a little fussy and picky, and they're like, man, put that in the box. I want it. And so. <laughs> To each his own. Well, Daryl, uh, somebody wants to get a hold of you, they can find you on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com and give them your website, phone number, and contact info. Uh, we can do TheRealScreamers.com. You can find us on the social media sites, Facebook and the like, or just pick up the phone, 225-937-6288. All righty, sounds good. Daryl, y'all uh, don't blow the island up down there tonight. We'll see you next week. Oh, no. <laughs> Bye-bye.
Take care. Daryl Carpenter, realscreamers.com. All right. Uh, when we come back after the top of the hour, somebody wants to know a, a combination inshore-offshore boat. That is a tough one, but uh, you can kind of do it. But you, you gain one thing and give up another. I'll tell you what my opinion is of that. Also, check on our text board. we got a lot of people want to weigh in on uh, what is the biggest deterrent that the outdoor violators have actually told uh, researchers with North Carolina State University, what would be the biggest deterrent? What do you think it is? Also, uh, the picture of the alligators getting a lot of attention, a whole grilled alligator. I, I don't know. Just, I'm sure, I, you know, if somebody cut a piece and gave it to me, but just to pull it off of a gator looking like that, you know, and I've pretty much been known to eat anything, but this one just uh, – anyway – you be the judge of that. Take a look at it. we got more fishing reports coming up from Captain Mike Gallo. He and I fished Monday, seems like two weeks ago. We'll tell you how that went. Also got a paddle report with Eric Mohabarak. And, of course, the Plastic Man will close it out with a Plaquemine Parish update. Wherever you fish, we got the info on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.